Welcome to Home Design Chat with Nancy. Well, today is November 11th, and it's Veterans Day, so I want to first thank everybody for their service. If they are veterans, what would we ever do without you? Today, we have Vince Covelli with us. He is a specialist in tile, whether it's natural, stone, ceramic, or porcelain. So we're going to learn a lot about that. But first, I want to thank Vince for coming by. Thanks, Nancy. It's nice to see you again. And Vince is with QDI Surfaces. So first, tell us a little bit about QDI. I'm not sure if anybody is really aware of QDI. They're not, well, they're not open to the public. So that's the reason why. But give us a rundown. Well, QDI Surfaces is a direct import distribution company. We sell wholesale to the trade. We have a number of uh, locations, uh, one in Phoenix, uh, Dallas. We have two in the Houston area. Anaheim, Fort Smith, Arkansas, and we also have reps in Louisiana. So we cover most of the Southwest. What do you specialize in? We specialize in natural stone and porcelain tile and pavers. Uh, we, as we said, we do sell direct to the trade. So anything that has to do with the trade builders, pool builders, designers, architects, uh, landscape architects, that kind of thing, that's who we, our target market is. Uh, we carry probably four to five million square feet of inventory between our locations at any given time. We have thousands of SKUs and quite a, a range of product selections. You do. I've been to your showroom recently, and it's amazing. Well, today I want to kind of pick apart the pros and cons of natural stone in a bathroom. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think natural stone can be used in many applications, and bathroom is certainly one of them. Um, I've seen many, many homes over the years, both uh, average homes and very high-end homes with natural stone in it. So uh, natural stone can be used really anywhere. The biggest difference between natural stone and a porcelain is that you're going to have to seal natural stone. I mean, as far as cleaning and maintenance, a lot of times I hear people say all the time that there's too much maintenance with natural stone. Well, there there really isn't. The only The only maintenance really is that you're going to have to seal it. Uh, when you install it in or at some period in time, maybe every couple of years, depending on the application, you have to reseal it. Other than that, natural stone is beautiful. Uh, if you're looking at some of the pros of natural stone, um, uh, as we were talking about earlier, is that uh, the, the the look and beauty of natural stone is like no other. You're never going to duplicate that in a porcelain, although some of the porcelains now are pretty amazing looking. Uh, natural stone is very unique in its beauty and its look, and there are no two pieces that are alike. So it's formed in the earth. Each one's going to be like a fingerprint, so you're never going to see two tiles that look exactly well, the same. Well, there are three areas of a bathroom when I think of stone. The countertop, which a lot of times is slab. Yes. And the floor, and then the shower walls and the shower floor. Correct. So if we put it in the shower on the floor, isn't it quite slippery? Not at all, because most of the time when people are putting natural stone on the floor, they're usually using a mosaic that usually has quite a bit of grout line in it, so slippage is usually not an issue at all. I've, we've done many, many showers with natural stone, so it's I really agree not with an you. Issue. I yeah. do. But the big thing right now is the linear drain so that you can walk from your bathroom floor into your shower so there's no curb. So if you're using a, say, a 12 by 24 and you follow that into the shower, is that going to be slippery? If it wasn't a tumbled surface, then I would that would say, yes, it would be. There are some sealers that you can use out on the market now that will help you with that. Oh. Uh, they'll give you a little bit of a grip. Uh, some will give it a, a sandy feel and may change the look, and there are others that won't change it at all. Uh, so there are some things out there that you can use, but if you're using a larger format tile, then yes, I'd be very careful with a honed finish or polished finish. But even with a porcelain, 
with uh, a typical oh, poison, they're all going to be pretty slippery. So you have to be careful with that. You know, and um, really look at the application of who's going to be used in the shower as or well. Or wear socks with rubber grips on the bottom. Something. Uh, something like that because that is dangerous. And the one thing I want to go back to is if you do have a slab for the countertop, mm-hmm. you could possibly get some natural stone tile to match. Some of it are available. I know they're available. Absolutely. But not in every single look. Uh, yes, and, and many times uh, I've seen slab used in showers. That's a nice oh, look yeah. as well. Yeah. And uh, let's talk about the thickness of that and how difficult that really is to install. It depends on the, the slab. Weight. Yeah, yeah, the weight. If you're using, usually if you're using a natural stone slab, it's going to be about two centimeter, three quarter inch thick. Uh, you're not going to find slabs much thinner than that. Um, there are some products out there that are have different metal backings that are flexible that are used for lightweight right. applications. I've seen those out there that are pretty good. Uh, there's a lot of porcelain slab now. Uh, they, we have that at our showroom as well, which are four by eight. They're about three eighths inch thick, similar as a porcelain. How tile. difficult? I mean, you. How many installers do you need to install that? You have to know what you're doing. Uh, it's not a one man job right. by any means, and you have to have the equipment for it. You're going to have to have the right kind of suction cups and different things to hold the tile up. Plus, as you back butter or uh, cement that tile, and once it's put in place, it's going to be very difficult to move. So, so I would say if you were a uh, do-it-yourself or stay away from the large slabs, uh, weight-wise, or you know, get your wife or your husband or whatever mm-hmm. to try to lift that. They weigh a ton. Uh, I wouldn't recommend. Natural stone would be very difficult. Yeah. Uh, the porcelain slabs are much lighter and easier to work with, but uh, both of them need some skill, and you really have to know what you're doing. Oh, if you're not a seasoned installer, Without you can say, oops, and there goes that slab. For sure. Right? And you crack a slab, you just bought it. So uh, you have to be careful. It's not like replacing a tile. A whole slab could be expensive. Yeah. Now, what about a steam shower? Steam shower, um, I think you can use natural stone in a te- steam shower. Of course, it have to be sealed. Anytime you're using a natural stone, you want to seal it. I would probably lean more towards a porcelain and natural mm-hmm. in, a, in a steam shower only because of the the application. You have steam and moisture all the time, and you don't have to, you want to be concerned about sealing it on a regular basis and moisture getting in there and staying in there and creating right. some problems down the road. So mm-hmm. I would probably lean more towards a porcelain, but I have seen natural stone in steam showers. You know, thousands of years ago when they had steam-type baths in, in, in uh, uh, ancient uh, civilizations, you know, they that's all they had was natural stone, and they used it and it worked just fine. So, If uh, you use a um, porcelain or, I don't want to say ceramic, but we'll say with porcelain steam shower, then you're, do you seal the grout? Um, I would probably seal the grout, and there are some grouts now, too, that have... Uh, more resin type grouts that are mm-hmm. already sealed. You don't really have to seal. They're actually extremely durable and flexible. The, I would I would lean towards that. But you also want to make sure the type of cement that you're using has a very high glue content in it. So ones that more uh, probably use more on like a waterline tile would be ones that I would use in a steam shower application. And I know we weren't going to talk about this, the installation, but it's important. If you are going to do this yourself, you have to use special backer board. You do. Yeah. You can't just take your drywall and stick your tile no. or so what do you That would recommend? be a disaster. Well, there's a there's a whole process in waterproofing showers. Uh, I'm not an installation guy, so I won't get into all those particulars, but there there is a process of waterproofing with not just the back of but sealing it. Uh, there, there's a number of steps that they would yeah. use. And so you want to so make sure it's done well. Yeah, if you're going to do it yourself, boy, you better 
go get some courses on how to install because yeah. that could be a catastrophe. For sure. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, showers is an area where you see a lot of failures. Uh, even professionals are out there, you see corners cut quite a bit. And I have contractors that come in that are replacing and rebuilding shower pans and stuff because they weren't done correctly to begin with and water gets underneath and seeps in and it creates a, a mold nightmare. And, and it's uh, more fun when you have a leak in your showers yes. on the second floor. Exactly. So it's a very common area for failure and so it yeah. really needs to be done properly. So if they didn't want to use natural stone, then we would go to tile, obviously. Mm -hmm. So would it be porcelain or ceramic? This would be a good time to talk about the differences. In, in a shower application, anything that's wet, I would definitely go with a porcelain. The biggest difference between a porcelain and a ceramic, they both have similar uh, raw materials. It's basically sand, clay, and water with, with some other minerals and things mixed in. Your porcelains are going to tend to be a higher uh, quality clay content. Uh, which has more veldspars and, and crystallines in it, which makes it harder and stronger. It's also baked at a higher temperature, so your portions are going to be much harder and denser. And a true portion is going to be what they call impervious, so it meaning it's not going to absorb water. Mm -hmm. And the way they test that, uh, they'll usually take the tile, they'll stick it in water for 24 hours. They'll weigh the tile, put it in water for 24 hours, and reweigh the tile. If it's if it's 0.5% or less, then it's considered a true porcelain. Uh, if it's over that, then it would not pass as a true porcelain. Now, here's the problem. A lot of porcelains, especially ones imported today, uh, and a majority of them come from overseas, a lot of them aren't true porcelains, even though they say they are. So how are you supposed to know? I well, mean, how does the average person go say, oh, yeah, I need uh, so many square feet of tile. They bring it home, and just for the heck of it, they're going to take one of those tiles and stick it in water? Right. No, they're not. Um, <laughs> they're one not. one thing is the if you look at the porcelain tile certification agency, that PTCA, they have a certification, and there, there should be a certification on the box that will be that, that way. And that it, you may or may not see that on all tiles. I know at QDI, we only deal with companies. It's one thing we do. We do a lot of research to make sure that the portions we're buying are truly what they say they are. We do a lot of research on that. We don't want to have any problems with anything. If somebody represents something as what it is, we make sure we have the documentation to back it up. We, As a company, we only want to deal with reputable distributors or, or manufacturers. Um, there's a lot of stuff coming out of China, for example, and I'm not saying all stuff out of China is bad, uh, but they don't have the same laws and regulations we do. You're talking about a communist country, and, and they do and say things that aren't always honest, right. and it happens all the time. So you're going to see things uh, that are, are touted as porcelain that really aren't porcelain. So you have to be very careful. So I think basically we are saying uh, don't let the price govern your choice. Not at all. And like anything, buyer beware. Uh, you really look for that certification with PTCA and that's one thing to do. And then of course, talk to the dealer and make sure that they understand or they can have, show some documentation that shows that's a true porcelain. All right. So I would suggest to go to a reputable dealer. And I'm always saying that. Absolutely. Because even if, if you have a problem um, if you buy it yourself online, it comes from China, and you have a problem, do you really think you can return it? Um, if it's online, that you're going to have a challenge with that. If you're dealing with a local distributor, right? of course. And there's a lot of very good, reputable local distributors here that have material from China. Uh, by no means am I saying that all material from China is bad. No, uh, we're not but, saying that at all. But uh, there's... We're there, saying by America. There huh? can be good and bad material <laughs> from anywhere, really. So, uh, but in some of those countries, again, they don't have the same 
regulations and laws that we do. And, and when they're, especially when they're government controlled, they can pretty much do whatever they want to do. Yeah. So you have to be careful. Yeah. So bottom line, yes, just go to QDI. <laughs> right? That's good too. So we were saying that, uh, porcelain and ceramic, there is a difference. Yes. Price wise, the ceramic is cheaper. Typically, yes, it's going to be cheaper. So where would we, where would the best place be in a home for ceramic? Most ceramic is going to be used in a wall application or a very low uh, traffic floor Well, it's less durable than the porcelain. It is. So put it on a vertical surface. Either vertical. You can use some, some ceramic tiles on, in a floor application. Uh, it has to be a very low traffic area. Uh, and it like your have, closet? <laughs> well, um, maybe a laundry room. Yeah, or you can't put it in kitchen or foyer or family a, it room. It probably won't hold up as well. Yeah. Most of your ceramics that you see, most wall tiles a lot of times will be a, a ceramic because they're less expensive mm-hmm. and uh, you can get some beautiful looks with them. They're easier to cut uh, than a porcelain. They're not as hard. So they're a little bit easier to uh, cut either with a saw or if you're scoring it. Um, but uh, typically, your ceramics we see mostly in, in wall applications. Now, porcelains you can use in a wall application as well. But oh, you can yeah. also use porcelains in a floor so application. So, a lot of the mosaics that people are typically using on backsplashes are they ceramic or porcelain? Um, uh, both. And uh, again, natural stone as well. Yes, yes. Um, but typically, I, most of your ceramics are going to be reserved for vertical or wall applications. So, Vince, do you have a lot of LEDs in your house? Um, some. Well, if you haven't migrated to LEDs, I think it's time that you should. You know, they're getting rid of the incandescent lights, and yep. the LEDs don't create heat, and they also give you a better look in your home, especially if you're going to do your floors over. You want them to be outstanding. So the LEDs come in different Kelvins, and I always suggest maybe the 3,500, 4,000. You could look for the yellow um kind of a tinge in your lighting, which I don't particularly care for. But if you want a clear light, go to the LEDs. And why am I saying this? Well, because you probably don't know what I'm talking about. You've got to call Premier Lighting. You can go onto their website, shoppremier.com. They have their phone number there. They have lighting experts. So they would explain the differences. And now is a good time to change the look of your room by changing your light bulbs and adding some fixtures. It's the holidays. So you got to do something so that when the family come over, comes over to visit, um, they can actually see better in your house and they can see all of your decorations with your led lights. So shoppremier.com. I suggest that getting back to tile. I wanted to talk about how important it is to get your tile in the same dye lot. When you're dealing with porcelain, yes, especially, uh, it's very important. The, the biggest difference in dye lots, not so much the shade, it's the size. So unless something is rectified porcelain, where it's cut to size specifically, sometimes you can have slight differences because when it goes through the kiln and it's fired, the, the tile shrinks. These guys are experts at knowing what temperatures and content and, and how things work, but you can have slight differences in the size of the tile. So if you have a different dye lot, not only do you have a potential color issue, a potential size issue. And that, and if you're going putting tile right next to each other, it may not line up, which is going to mess up your ground. We line. say the size, the actual perimeter size? Correct. Okay, what about the thickness? Is that usually uniform? Um, it, it usually is, but that can be another thing that could be a slight. Now, usually you're talking about you know millimeters and slight, slight differences. Usually the thickness isn't going to be as much of an issue because 
uh, tile can be floated a little bit, and that's that's usually a non-issue. Unless you're a do-it-yourselfer, then you really have to know what you're doing. You do, to, but yeah. you can easily raise the tile a little bit or push tile down a little bit. So usually the thickness is usually it's not much of an issue, but but dye lots, especially in porcelain, is an issue. Now regarding natural stone. People will use the term dye lot with natural stone all the time. There really is no such thing as a dye lot with natural stone, but you have different lots or um, batches. Well, it's or coming from different parts of the quarry, so it's not going to match as if it came from the same block. That's correct. So every block could be different. Every part of the quarry could be different. Generally, you will see shades run in stages where it's a little darker, a little lighter, a little more brown, a little more gold, whatever the case may be. And and you can have different veining and things in certain parts of it. So there's a possibility that you could have some changes with that. Uh, quarries over time are going to change inevitably. So if someone's coming back to, and we see this all the time, people come back years later trying to match a tile that they bought 10 years ago that's natural stone. Extremely difficult. Well, even if it's porcelain or ceramic, they've done away with that. I mean, Probably if you're 100%. going to do your whole house and you're going to do it room by room, just buy enough to do the whole house, store it in your garage, and then you pull it out when you're ready. For sure. Yeah. But the, as far as natural stone goes, we don't have as much of an issue with, with matching material. But, but we're changing things out all the time. So like on our paver yard or on our display boards, we try and show what current current batches are. So Talking about are. your showroom, I was there last month, and um, it looks like you quadrupled your selection of tiles. We I couldn't believe bit. it. <laughs> quite a bit. Wow, you have the most beautiful tiles, and and what was the size? Like, what is the largest uh, for floor tile in porcelain? Well, we just got in some forty-eight by forty-eight tiles. That's a uh, big tile. That's a huge tile. Uh, we do have our large format, what we call slab, but it's really a large format tile. It's four by eight, which is four foot by eight foot. But you wouldn't put that on the floor, would you? You could. Absolutely, you could. Absolutely. Okay. What is the downfall on that? Or what uh, if there's a little um, unevenness or there's a... Again, it has to be done right. You oh, have yeah. to, that has to be done by an installation pro. They have to know what they're doing. But I've seen applications of that, and I've seen pictures of it. It's absolutely amazing looking. So oh. it could be done on a floor. Usually you're going to see that more on wall applications. I've seen several projects around town that have beautiful... Uh, porcelain slab on the wall it looks fantastic. And when you're working with natural stone, usually your grout lines are so small, right, as oh. compared to, I, I think they're almost insignificant. Well, natural stone or porcelain, you could have similar size grout lines. Yeah. It also depends on the finish of the stone or the porcelain. Uh, a rectified edge is probably going to be a little bit tighter than a pressed edge. Uh, same thing with natural stone. If you have a straight edge that's honed versus a tumbled edge, you're probably going to get a little bit tighter. Uh, versus a tumbled edge. But the other sizes I was going to mention is we have like 24 by 48, 1836, 24, 36. Those are some other large format size tiles that we have quite a bit of. So the advantage, what was the advantage of using a large format tile? I wouldn't say there's an advantage. It's really more of a look. Um, Most people are, uh, they they want that large format look. Things over the I think it's less busy looking. It is. And you think about, what did we do with porcelain years ago? I mean, I think the largest tile was less, it was 9 by 9 or 12 by 12. Well, first it was 6 by 6 and then it went to, yeah, 12 by 12s were common. So over the years, sizes have gotten bigger and bigger and bigger. And, And it gets to a point where, I even saw that with 
planks. And it seems like the plank sizes, though, don't seem to be getting as big because the installers don't want to install them. They have a hard time with and the we'll talk. What's a plank? Let's explain like that. Like a wood plank, say a, a, a ridiculously long wood plank would be, say, eight inches wide by six feet long. Oh, that's ridiculous. That's very long. But they started getting very big like that. You don't see them as much anymore because I think they're really difficult to yeah. install. Well, I think, uh, and it comes to, what, about 12 inches by, what's the biggest? Uh, Width-wise. Well, you can have 12-inch plank. We yeah. have some 12-inch planks. I've seen that. By how long? Some, 72? Um, you could. We don't carry anything that long. I think our largest plank is 48 inches. We don't go beyond that. Oh, really? 12 Mo- by 48s? Well, most would be either an either a 6 by 8 by a 10 by or 12 by in width. 36 or 48 is oh, typical. Okay. We do have some 624s as well, which is not as common of a size anymore. Uh, it was real popular for a long time. You don't see a lot of that anymore, although we do still quite a bit of it, uh, especially for herringbone patterns. But most of your 36 or 48-inch tiles seem to be more popular now. I remember plank. going to a surfaces show years ago, and they introduced the plank. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a great idea because everybody likes wood, but who likes the maintenance and the cost? And now I'm seeing nine out of 10 floors have the plank look. The amount of selection that you have in the different colors is unbelievable. And the other thing, and I know we discussed this before, but the technology now with the imaging. uh, Well, the texture. It's unbelievable. You have to really bend down and touch it and see if it's real. If you're not in the business, sometimes it's hard to tell whether something's real or not. And even with natural stone, and I'm a stone guy, you know, I've been in the stone business for 10 plus years. And I'll tell you, even a few years ago, I could look at a porcelain from across the room and and see the pixelation that now it's, it's amazing. We've gotten some stuff in. I've literally had to go up and touch it to see if it was real. I mean, it, it looks that good. So some of the porcelains now, I mean, e- even me as a stone guy is looking at it, say, I'd put that in my house. I mean, it really looks amazing. Oh, yeah, definitely. So talking about uh, stone or porcelain, let's talk about the cutting of it, mm-hmm. especially if people are going to do this themselves. I hear this all the time. Oh, yeah, I'm going to put this in myself. I said, I'm amazed that you can install your own tile. Oh, yeah, I've done it before. So what's the pros and cons? Well, easier said than done. I think, again, you need to make sure you have the right equipment, make sure you have a good saw. Uh, you have to make sure you're using the right setting materials. That, that's an area where people will cut corners. you got to make sure that the, the substrate or the floor is free of cracks and that it's prepped properly. And those are things that typical layman's not going to know and do properly, and that's going to create problems down the road. Uh, you know, I tell people this all the time on installations. Don't always look at the cheapest installation. You're going to regret it. You really have to, you, it's like anything. You're going to get what you pay for. You really have to be careful about who's installing something and what they're using. If I was getting multiple bids from someone, I would specifically ask them, what does that include? Please spell it out for me. There's all kinds of underlayments and things you can use on tile that will help prevent cracking. Yeah, I've seen bids where you go, they go, okay, this is the price. Why is it so cheap? Oh, I have to buy my own materials, sure. my own um, you, you, you just have to grouting. make sure. You yeah. Know, you make sure it's, it's, it's line item specified and mm-hmm. what you're getting. Uh, there's a lot of do-it-yourselfers out there, and some jobs in a small bathroom might be easy to do, but you're doing a large project. It's it's tough. You've got to make sure lines are, are you know, straight. You've got to make sure it's level. You're not getting lippage. Uh, it's much easier said than done. You've got to know what you're doing. One hour of Home Depot um, installation 101 isn't going to do it. Uh, not, it's probably not going to do it correctly. 
<laughs> well, you can do it. Yeah. So if we summarize the, um, the what we've talked about, porcelain versus ceramic, definitely we want to use porcelain in a bathroom or natural stone. Yes. Not ceramic. I wouldn't use ceramic uh, in, in a water application or an area where you're walking. Yeah, typically, it's going to be a wall application. And do you think that, uh, I'm going to really put you on the spot, do you think that the plank look is ever going to go out of style? I think eventually it probably will. Porcelain, like anything, is more of a fashion. It's changing all the time. Natural stone is ageless. That's another That's thing That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Natural stone. I mean, you look at, say, uh, a The Carrera. buildings in Italy? Well, they've been there for thousands of years. Yeah. And, they're and not going to go out of style. They're not. So... There's a timeless look to natural stone. Right. That's another advantage of it if you wanted to, to, if you're talking about advantages, disadvantages. With the porcelain industry, they're constantly have, they're like the, they're like fashion and design. They're, they're constantly having to reinvent themselves to sell something new. Right. So every year you're seeing new designs, new textures, new sizes all the time. So like clothing, porcelain is going to change and design and things are going to become dated. So do I think over time that you'll probably see uh, the wood look probably start to fade out. It probably will. Well, I think right now we're saturated. So yeah. if in 20 years they're going to look back and say, oh, this house was remodeled uh, such and such a year. So you're going to date sure. yourself. But that said, though, a wood look is also a timeless look. So That's you see true. a lot of homes in the Midwest and back east. So what's the key? The key is to get the porcelain um, planks that look as close to natural wood as possible. Uh, I would say yes. And if you have that good natural stone or natural wood look that uh, yeah. you really can't tell the difference, I think that could be a timeless look as well. Do I do I think the 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 plank rage is going to go out over time. Probably just like now all the grays are real popular and you're probably going to start seeing that change. Yeah. The grays are kind of on their way out. Yeah, But for the last year, that's just been crazy. And, and I'm sure like anything every year it changes. So, you know, if somebody's considering a plank, I wouldn't be afraid of it. I would still buy it. Um, there's some beautiful planks. We have some uh -huh. materials that are just amazing. I know. I saw it. I want to touch on pavers. Mm -hmm. First of all, explain what a paver is. Well, when we say paver, typically it's going to be something that's just a thicker material. So in a, in a, in a natural stone, it's nat typically an inch and a quarter inch thick. We do have some two-inch copings as well. And then in a porcelain, it's going to be about three-quarter inch. So where's the application for pavers? Pavers are generally outside. Uh, a lot of times on patios, around pools, we do a ton of pavers. We're still the leader in the industry in pavers. Uh, I think that's really what put our company on the map, but uh, we have a huge paver yard. So when it comes to natural stone or porcelain, uh, there's a lot of applications. So you can get a paver in porcelain. Absolutely. So what's the advantage of having a porcelain paver versus a natural stone paver? Well, again, it's kind of the same thing we talked about with the in interior. Nat with a porcelain paver, you're not going to have to seal it. Um, it. It is extremely durable. They're very slip resistant. Uh, they have a more consistent look. So someone who has a very contemporary home, which you see right now, probably 70% of the homes being built mm -hmm. a more contemporary or modern look. The porcelain paper gives you an ability to have a very clean, consistent look. Whereas natural stone, unless you're going with something very white, light with a limestone, it's going to probably have, be much more rangy. Uh, so there's an advantage there. They're very frost. Not that we have freeze thaw issues here. They're going to be frost resistant. They're going to be salt resistant. They're going to be corrosive resistant. They're not going to 
be susceptible to uh, mold or anything like that. So there's a lot of advantages to porcelain. Mm-hmm. Um, natural stone, again, just the beauty of natural stone. It's amazing. I, I still think travertine around the pool is the best looking thing there is. I, I you know, you're not and do you recommend it. filling it or just leaving it unfilled? Well, most of your natural stones uh, in, in a tumbled paver, uh, most of the time contractors are using a palmeric sand or something to fill in the gaps. So you're not really filling it. The, the the sand will go into all the crevices and tighten it up. When it gets wet, it has a polymer in it, so it tightens it up so it doesn't move. So a lot of those holes or voids you may see on the surface will be filled in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, some people like that look. They want it more rustic looking. They like yeah. the holes. Otherwise, others, they'd go for porcelain. Others don't. Or right. porcelain, or they'll go with a limestone or yeah. a marble, which is much more dense and won't have the voids. Like How do they install one. that? How do they install pavers typically? Well, your substrate, whether you're using natural stone or porcelain papers, is pretty much the same. So depending on the application, uh, usually you're going to use some kind of uh, uh, aggregates like an AB, uh, crushed granite, typically. And then they're going to use a a mortar sand or a quarter minus on top. And then they're going to, of course, every layer of that is going to be watered and stamped down so that it's nice and tight. So it's not really grouted together. It's set in sand tightly. Correct. Right? Yes. So if you decide to lift one out, if one cracks, you can yes, lift it out? that's one of the advantages of sand setting. And you oh, can okay. sand set natural stone or porcelain, or you can wet set them. When I say wet set, meaning you can cement them down. Now, a lot of times they'll cement this perimeter. On, so that it's tight and it so doesn't shift. And, doesn't move, and then the center part isn't going to go anywhere. Be, Good. Good, Good idea. Yeah. And that's... That's and typical. that's where you suggest that they get extra tiles or pavers so that when one cracks, they can just go over there and lift it out and put the new it, one in. It, it does help. And yeah. uh, the, the beauty of having a sandset application is that you can do that if you do have a crack. And it's that's very easy to do. That's something someone can do on their own as well. Well, I think we covered just about everything. Whether yeah. you have a professional install your product or you try to do it yourself and good luck with that, <laughs> I would say... Some people are pretty ambitious. But I, I always let people know when they say, well, I'm going to do it myself. I usually look at them and say, are you sure? You <laughs> so, know, we, and then you can usually tell whether they know what We have doing. a neighbor across the street who I really don't know personally, but their saw, their wet saw was out for two years yeah. on their front yard while they were doing their house. These houses are not big. So the idea of getting a professional, one of the advantages, it gets done quickly. If if you are going to do it on weekends, you might have turned this into a hobby. Oh, no question. <laughs> and I, spend a long time doing it. I know that from it. personal experience. I'm really? going that right now, yes. And and a lot of things I thought I would do myself, I've given in and just said, no, I'm going to have to Well, don't you, you get to the point where you say, you know what, it's not worth my time. I'll get the professional to do it. Yeah. Right? And a lot of times it's just trying to save some money. But, uh, but yeah, there are, there's things I just wouldn't try to tackle. I just want it done right. So, and I, I would encourage people to do the same thing. I agree. Totally. Yeah. Well, Vince, hey, this was fun. I learned a lot. Yeah. Well, thank you. It was a, it was a pleasure being with you. Again. We're going to get you back again. Awesome. And in the meantime, I hope everybody has a good Veterans Day and enjoy. Have a great day. 